Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. How's it going, Derek? It's going great, man. Anything exciting happening? Not really. I got back from my motorcycle vacation. You went on a motorcycle trip? I did. And you went on a pl- to a place where you should have had a canoe with you or a kayak. It's hard to carry that on a bike. Not if you do it right. <laughs> I've seen pictures of it. Little canoe... Tote behind you, a, a weird trailer, or just giant canoe rack over top. Or of right the bike. over top of your. I've seen that ninja motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, with one of those. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. There goes Derek going on. <laughs> how many? How many guys went? Eight of us. Eight of us. Yeah. And you know they would have been like either way ahead of you or way behind you because they, they don't want to be ride with that. you. We're not with that guy. <laughs> We're not with that guy. Uh, good time though. It was. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. We. Uh, my daughter and I went uh, hunting waterfalls. Did you shoot any? No, no, no. We saw a couple, but they were too elusive. Uh, we elusive waterfall. We found. We saw. I think seven waterfalls. Yeah. Um, had had a great day doing it. it was Father's Day Saturday, so I had a great day uh-huh. doing it. And we hit. Uh, there's a diamond bakery. That was really good. We got some lunch there. And then we were talking to Alan Drummond of Kingdom Outdoor Products. And he told us, if you're going over to the Punch Bowl in Hamilton, then by that waterfall, which there was no waterfall that day, uh, dry. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen water going over that thing. Uh, But there's a red barn, and it's a bakery as well. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> and speaking of Alan Drummond, who? <laughs> How's it going, Alan? Doing well, guys. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Where are you hanging out this uh, this fine day? I am up in Perry Sound at the Ontario Sea Kayak Center. Are you kayaking? Or are you lounging around? Are you working? Yes, ish. I'm not a little bit of kayaking, a <laughs> little bit of. Helping them get the uh, the place ready for the summer. They got a lot of courses going on this month because they were delayed getting started with COVID and all that kind of thing in the pandemic. So it's uh, they need an extra hand to kind of get some kayaks ready and get the property ready and all that. They run the B and B in the uh, glamping tents up here as well. So just uh, working all all around the property, getting stuff going on while they're having fun out in the bay kayaking. So that was nice Excellent. of you. I'm sorry. That was nice of you helping out. Well, it's help with the paycheck, so it's not exactly. Oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> so it's actually nice of them to be um, um, giving me a little bit of work while my uh, other work, the waterfall tours, aren't um, aren't going right now because people keep asking me for information on the water tours, but not actually booking them. So, oh. <laughs> not well, mentioning any names out loud or anything. But. <laughs> I, I will talk to my daughter about that. <laughs> uh i was i was told um what are you doing saturday why uh because we're going somewhere where well it's a surprise what do i need to, well yeah you better bring hiking boots <laughs> well, where are we going well it's about an hour drive where are we going it's well i'm not telling less you. and less of a surprise <laughs> well no about that's where and then when we're driving she said here's where we're going 
because I was driving. So yeah. at some point, you got to tell me where we're going. <laughs> I'm heading north. No, no, you're going the wrong way. Getting colder. Getting colder. <laughs> Uh, and I said, oh. Dad, you're spoiling the surprise. Drive the right direction. And she said, she says she's got a list of, like, she had a list of waterfalls that I could pick which ones we wanted to go see. Oh. And she had directions. So I came downstairs and said, well, why don't we just use my Waterfalls of Ontario book? <laughs> uh, so we had that in the truck. And then I said, you know who does this? Alan. <laughs> you could hire him. So it, I, te- we, I said, text Alan. <laughs> what are the what are your favorite waterfalls to go to? Because we see his pictures yeah. all the time, right? And uh, wait a second, that was her I was texting with. Good thing I was polite that morning. Well, did you not see her text? It says, "Hey, uh, Uncle Alan." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uncle <laughs> Alan, Uncle Alan, Uncle Alan. Um, but no, so he he Alan gave us a, a couple of uh, recommendations to go to because I usually head down more to St. Catharines. Right, uh, and Niagara Falls that way to to see the waterfalls there, uh, but no, we we went and checked out a few waterfalls, and a couple of them were really nice, and a couple of them were just, meh. you know, it depends on how much water's going over, right? So, um, no, and ate a lot of bakery items. Got your carb carb loading. Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> there was butter tarts, there were custard tarts, there were chicken bacon sandwiches on a bun uh there was cheese curds there was garlic cheese breadsticks there there was a lot more (laughs) (laughs) waterfalls and food tour that was awesome but no you know other than that what about you alan you're just uh you've just you've been up there for what a couple weeks um, back and forth. So this is, I think, my fourth week up here in about the last six weeks. So okay. I was uh, down in the city last week. Then I was up here two weeks, the two weeks prior, and then a week off. And then I don't know, at some point, late April, early May, I started. Early May, I guess, I started coming up. So awesome. Four or five days at a time, and go home for a few days, and come back up, and doing some paddling out on the bay. We did a circumnavigation of Franklin Island. Uh, did a couple other day paddles with another friend of mine who's got a cottage out on one of the islands. So, yeah, awesome. beautiful awesome. place up here. Good gig if you can get it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, great gig. And it's, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a great launching off point, Perry Sound area, to the Georgian Bay, 30,000 islands and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, Just got a few things to talk about tonight. We, brought, we actually brought Alan on for, for a, a reason, um, not just because we like to make fun of him, but... Uh, or for him to help me make fun of Derek. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Mm-hmm. French tourist <laughs> has been fined 150 oh, yes. euros for paddling a stand-up paddleboard along the Grand Canal in Venice. Urban decorum, police said, uh, in outlining the results of a crackdown on scruffy and disrespectful visitors to the Lagoon City. So I guess uh, Venice is starting to open to tourists and stuff uh, since the COVID lockdown. So they had the fashion police out. They, they, well, the fashion police, they had two women that were cited and fined 250 euros for sunbathing in bikinis. Wow. Isn't that what Italy is like, known for? It's beaches and it's fashion and stuff? Yeah. Apparently just as long as it's not tourists, I guess. <laughs> uh, two tourists were fined 100 euros each for speeding on a bike and a electric scooter 
Three people were fined 50 euros for pushing luggage trolleys. And 10 beggars were given get-out-of-town orders. So that's that's interesting. I didn't know that you weren't... Well, it makes sense, I guess. You don't want to be blocking traffic, but it's... Uh, so you're not allowed to paddle. Yeah. Can in the kayaks. Main, in the main channel. In the main there's, channels. There's some side channels you can go, yeah. and it's certain times of the day, yeah. certain days of the week, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. 2018, Venice banned paddling in the main channels for all recreational paddlers. So the gondolas and that can still use yeah. it, right? Yeah. Uh, but um, because... It's not allowed on the, the the main waterways because it gets congested. But, yes, there's some smaller canals that you can do within certain hours. Uh, the ban's enforced from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. on weekends. So you can go out in the evenings. And <laughs> you got a train there, Alan? you got a train happening there, Alan? <laughs> there certainly is. Uh, wow. Perry Sound has two of the Trans-Canada Rail Lines that come through here, both the CP and the CN Rail. So that's why you never hear any of our friends talking about camping at Osler Provincial Park. Because ah. most of the people we know are all smart people, <laughs> and they only ever camp at Osler Provincial Park once. Right. Right. I've never because parked you there. Because you get the CN and the CP mainline coming through town and Osler Provincial Park just south of town. So, hmm. yeah, sleeping outside near Perry Sound can sometimes be uh, an interesting endeavor. Yeah, I just as can as can recording a podcast. Yeah, just sitting here and all I'm hearing a train. I know we hear motorbikes outside my house and stuff, but we've never. You ask that question. I should have just said no. No, it's a boat. (laughs) Boat. We got a cruise ship out back. (laughs) No train. No train there. Uh, Anyway, so the ban is like I say, enforced seven a.m. till five p.m. on weekdays and seven a.m. till three p.m. on Saturdays. So I guess after three on Saturdays, things slow down and you can get out there and do a, pit, a bit of paddling. Uh, outside these hours, you can still enjoy the quieter, slower experience of slipping through the canals by kayak. Alrighty. So if you're planning a trip to Venice and you want to do some paddling, just make sure you know the rules before you go. Otherwise, you will be looking at a fine of about 150 euros or more. <laughs> so if you're doing the paddling in a bikini, that's got to be 400 euros. <laughs> they get you, get you every which way. <laughs> and if you're speeding while doing it, add another 100 euros on top of that. 500 euros. Speeding in a kayak in a bikini. Some of the fines, are like the, the, the one where the people got fined for pushing a luggage trolley, some of them just seem kind of silly. But I guess they just, I don't know, they, they it's... I just find it strange that they're ticketing for something like bikini. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, It sounds like from what some of the articles were saying is that th- there's a lot of tourists that come in there just disrespectful towards the city and, hmm. and and how things run, keeping it clean, making it look nice. And that's what they're just trying to just do. Just keep things proper yeah. so it's safe and it's a safe place for everybody. So, Alan, no bikinis, buddy. Oh, goodness me. I, I was, you know, when you started talking about that, it's like hacking bikini, like, is this a dare coming or yeah. you start talking about fines and, you know. So I dare not. you. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, we talked a few years back about Amsterdam. And I don't think you're allowed to paddle the canals there either unless you are with a guided tour. That's the caveat on that one. I'm pretty sure. Unless you're with a guided tour, you can't just throw your boat in and start paddling away. So, 
Um, speaking of kayaking, Alan. By the way, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, off to Venice we go. <laughs> we'll be live streaming this. <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> Well, one of the last live streams I did was from the Dublin Water Park, and that got canceled. You guys mentioned last um, yeah, last week's podcast, yeah, yeah. so maybe I shouldn't do any more live streams. Things seem to get canceled after I live stream from <laughs> yes. there, so I don't know if there's a direct connection to that or not. Here's but, Alan. Okay, know. cancel it. Yeah, you know, like, oops, sorry. Yeah. This week, the Pope in a kayak. Oh, there's Alan. No, cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you run Kingdom Outdoor Products, which sells a I lot do. of really cool items. Uh, which, by the way, I have to get one of those uh, kayak lights off of you. Yes, you do. So we can go do some night paddling this summer. You also are an admin, run the Sea Kayak Ontario Facebook group. I do. And uh, which we've just gone over a thousand people, which totally yeah. shocked me. I started that in September, thinking. I, I didn't intend on it being a large group by any means. I don't know if a thousand people is a large group anymore or not, but I don't think it is. But I thought it'd be a hundred, maybe two hundred people max, and it mm-hmm. just kept growing, growing, and growing organically. And for the most part, and I probably I should knock wood or something, but it's been unlike some other outdoors groups. Not mentioning any, any names, but Sean Patterson at Ontario Backcountry Camping, you know, just full <laughs> of strife and <laughs> angry people. No, I'm kidding, Sean. Sean's got a great group there. No, it, it's um, it, it's built a really cool community there of just people that are interested in sea kayaking mm-hmm. in Ontario. And there's a lot of people that are in the group from outside Ontario that also share stuff, um, either from where they are saying, Hey, if you're ever in Vancouver Island, come check this shit out. Um, or, you know, when I used to live there, we used to go paddle here. Um, you know, so it's not just strictly, you have to live here and paddle here. Like I'm not, you know, ruling it with an iron fist, quite the absolute opposite. So it's uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I look at that, and I mean, I'm more in the canoeing than the kayaking, but, you know, I start reading some of the things that are on there and definitely get some uh, insight onto different things. So it's really cool, even as a, as a canoe tripper. Um, but you like to paddle in Ontario. I certainly do. And that is why we decided to have you on to chit-chat this evening. Places to paddle in Ontario in your kayak. Uh, I sent you a message saying, hey, how would you like to come on and chat about your favorite places that you take your kayak in Ontario to paddle? Well, somebody of Alan's experience... It's, uh, I know I'd be interested in, uh, like you've been, you've paddled a lot in Ontario and I think you have a good introspection and perspective of the, the good places to paddle in Ontario. So I kind of like to hear what you got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, Ontario, you know, everybody, you know, it's funny. You talk to people out on the West coast, you talk to people out on the East coast, Canada or the U S and they're like, yeah, great lake paddlers, whatever, you know, it, it's. And it's not whatever. Great Lakes paddling is a total different dynamic than than the East Coast or the West Coast. Um, not to say that they're any better or any worse or we're any better or any worse, but it's just it's you can go to so many different places in in Ontario. Like we border four Great Lakes mm-hmm. and Georgian Bay, and each of them throw you a whole different ball of wax every day of the week, every time you go. 
um, what can be a mill pond one day can be literally three, four, five meter seas um, the next day. You know, we were shortly before, no, it was uh, in the fall, October, November. We paddled out of Lake Erie out to Mohawk Island, and it was an absolutely stunning day. It was Lake Erie was flat as a pancake on um, the morning when we set out. The wind picked up a little in the afternoon, as it it does. Um, We're towards the east end of Lake Erie, so, you know, that west wind coming across from Detroit and Toledo, Windsor all the way across, it uh, picked up. But it was like, you know, a a foot, maybe a foot and a half on the way back in the afternoon. The next day, 24 feet at Long Point, you know, 50 (laughs) kilometers down down shore, you know, because the wind had just picked up, and that east end of Lake, Lake Erie just got gets battered right yeah um and then you go to the east side on days like that near port stanley um just south of st thomas in london and stuff and there's people out there kayak surfing windsurfing surfing surfing stand-up paddleboard surfing you know um on the six to eight to nine foot waves right coming in um you know continuing on from there you got the detroit river that links um well, uh, Lake St. Clair and um, Lake Erie, and that's another, like, the De- De- Detroit Win- Windsor area has a very vibrant sea kayaking community, so there's always people through there. Um, if you've never really looked at Detroit River before, take a look at it. Tons of cool islands on it. Um, it's a bit of an industrial river, especially going through Detroit and parts of uh, Windsor, but lots to see along the shore in that. There's um, Pesh, Peche, uh, Pesh Island at the kind of the north uh, east end which is um pretty cool the bell isle which uh, last week there was a uh, either formula one or a grand prix race of some kind so as you're kayaking down it's you're probably listening to formula one race cars you know That's on cool. bell isle you've got tons and tons of recreational boat traffic mixed in with tons and tons of great lakes freighter traffic and barges and all that kind of thing um, there's some residential islands as you get further south down towards the Lake Erie side. And then there's a big, huge island on the Detroit side, Gross Eels, so Gross Island. Um, you know, and then where it uh, empties into Amherstburg, there's, you know, you, have, you can paddle up to wineries. Um, in fact, a, a friend of mine in Windsor, he did a group paddle a couple years ago and they did, um, they did a one way trip because it is a, a, a very, um, current heavy river. I forget exactly how heavy the current is, but it's not one people typically do like a long, uh, two way trip on. They'll do a, a one way trip in stage vehicles at the bottom end. Right. And they, they, they were able to park at, uh, one of the local wineries. So, um, they did the shuttle down in the morning, dropped a bunch of vehicles off there, paddled down, enjoyed some wine and, and went home. Awesome. Um, right? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, um, I don't have any experience at all or don't really have any knowledge of Lake St. Clair, but I'd love to get down to Lake St. Clair, the north end of Lake St. Clair, where the, um, not the St. Mary's River, that's up near uh, Sault Ste. Marie, uh, but the, whatever the river is between um, Lake Huron and Lake St. Clair, maybe it's St. Clair River. Um, anyway, there's like some Delta kind of areas out there. There's the Indigenous First Nations um, community out there on the Canadian side. Um, there's some canals, apparently, on the American side. So once the border opens, maybe we'll be able to explore some of that stuff. It, it's a really cool-looking area from a paddle perspective when you look at it on Google Maps and stuff. Right. Um, you know, 
and, and, and again, I don't have any personal experience there, but just it's definitely one of those places that I'd like to go. I've crossed the river there by ferry once upon a time when we were coming back from Michigan somewhere. And there's a little ferry ride. It takes like 10 minutes to get from America into Canada. And you clear customs as soon as you get off this little like 12-car ferry and that. It's really quite uh, quite neat. That's, that's pretty much exactly due west from Chatham and Chat- yeah, Chatham. South of Sarnia, a little northwest of uh, Chatham. So, and then up the Lake Huron shoreline, there's just um, so much variety. You've got some cliffs, you've got lots of sand and stuff, um, lots of surf. If you're into surfing, kayak surfing or surf surfing, um, they actually surf year round in uh, communities like Kincardine and Goderich and that. Just the way that the the water just comes because it's just straight straight east to west. Um, west to east, sorry, the wind uh, on Lake Huron, so it comes right off the uh, the um, thumb of um, the Michigan Mitten and just batters the Ontario shoreline. So again, you can have nice, flat, calm conditions one day and just amazing surf the next day. Yeah, that's where beach. all the uh, the weather comes across and then eventually hits yeah. the rest of southern Ontario. Right. Right, yeah. So... Um, and then you go further up and then you're into, um, you know, then it kind of takes a, a, a turn north and, um, you get into the Bruce Peninsula with Tobomori up at the top end. Right. Um, down near the bottom of there, there's a place called the, uh, Fishing Islands near, uh, Oliphant, Ontario. And at different times of year when it's low water, um, vehicles can actually drive between the islands there apparently. So you, uh-huh. you gotta, t- you gotta time your, um, you gotta time your, uh, paddle trip through there carefully you can see on google maps there's some dredging in that that they've done for boats and stuff near rabbit island and that but it looks like really neat kind of area um the one reason why that's not a big big sea kayak area is because the bruce peninsula and this is something that was confirmed like in the last couple weeks after my trip up to the bruce peninsula was that like there is no public land or crown land per se on the peninsula itself as all um either private privately owned or conservation area or on the uh, north side um, or the, yeah, I guess the north or the east side, it's, um, you know, Bruce Trail and, and that kind of thing. So it's, um, you're not going to get a lot of uh, people doing anything other than day trips out of there. Right. Um, you know, then you go up to that north end, you get, uh, and for those following along, I'm just kind of following the map and blabbing along as we go. <laughs> so if you're listening, pull up Google Maps and, and find where we are and follow along. Um, you get to the top there and you get Tobermory, which um, we've been to with uh, Dwayne Sontag of the camping family for that day and uh, paddle with the shipwrecks that, and whatnot. That was a really cool day up there. Yeah, it sure was. You know, um, seeing, seeing the shipwrecks and going right over mm-hmm. them. And yeah, pretty amazing yeah. paddle. Clear water. Yeah, and again, like like that day proved, you know, we were out in the morning to the early afternoon there, and it was very flat, calm conditions, mm-hmm. and then we changed locations, and boom, it's three foot, three foot, uh, two to three foot uh, wave, waves where we wanted to go um, in the afternoon, so right. it, uh, that wasn't possible that day, so we went for a hike instead and scratched up our trucks on um, the drive-in. Yes. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, and of course, there's there's some variety of paddling around the Tobermore area too. You can go out to Cove Island. You can, if, if you're competent, you have a sea kayak and and um, you you have uh, the skills to get out to like Flower Pot Island. That's all part of uh, the Bruce Peninsula National Park and um, 
the Fathom Five uh, Aquatic National Park. So all that all that area up there, whether it's land or water, is all Canadian National Park, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, um, just after the Ontario um, lockdown kind of lifted, uh, myself and nine friend, friends did a 23-kilometer loop um, down the uh, peninsula from just just outside Tobermory down to the Grotto which is quite famous uh, for anybody in Ontario that knows anything about Tobermory. It's um, a pretty iconic, uh, picturesque uh, scene on the Georgian Bay side now. So we're kind of, depending on who you talk to, we're kind of out of Lake Huron or we're still in Lake Huron, but we're in Georgian Bay, which is quite its own thing all on its own. It's almost the same size as uh, Lake Ontario, um, but 75 or 80% the size of it. So it's kind of its own thing all on its own. So... But that paddle down to the uh, to the grotto was pretty pretty incredible. Um, yeah, and then there's plenty of paddling all the way down that coast. Um, and and like I said, uh, the the Bruce Trail, which starts just outside Niagara Falls and runs for 650 or 760 kilometers um, through southern Ontario, then up the Bruce Peninsula, runs right along there. So you get these epic, you know, 100 meter, 150 meter. Um, views out over the bay so yeah. uh, you're paddling under those the problem with that is if the weather picks up your landing options become very 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 limited boulder beaches that aren't conducive to camping on and that kind of thing so you really need a decent weather window to do any kind of paddling down there yeah it's, it's definitely a um, the, safety thing yeah the day we paddled it was quite windy but the wind that was forecast and being forecast all week, it had barely changed, and it, it stayed true. Um, the wind was all from the west and the southwest, so we were um, very protected the whole day from the peninsula. Other than when we did, did a couple little bay crossings, we were exposed a little bit, maybe a, a foot, foot and a half chop. But other than that, it's even though it was windy, we had pretty calm, uh, calm water, which was fantastic. So. Good. Um, and then you kind of spin down around the south end of Georgian Bay. You get down to, um, you know, uh, Meaford, Collingwood, Thornberry, um, Wasega Beach, that kind of thing. Lots of beaches um, the south end of Georgian Bay. Very po- very heavily populated. Yes. Um, good for day paddles, not, not good for tripping. Um, you really don't get up back into tripping until you kind of turn north again and you start getting up near... Um, Midland Penetanguishene, Honey Harbor, um, and then you're starting to get into that kind of typical Georgian Bay, thirty thousand islands, um, lots uh, of rock, camping, all rock, yeah. lots of rock, lots of pine, lots of windswept trees, um, also a lot of cottages at the south end of Georgian Bay. So you really got to pick your um, camp spots uh, uh, carefully. There's a national park there, Bosley, um Island, right off Honey Harbor which you can either paddle out to. It's a pretty easy paddle. You just got to watch you don't get run over by all these powerboats, which the channel's there. They have to go pretty slow anyway. So it's, you know, um, you have to be a pretty stupid motorboat driver and a pretty stupid paddler to get run over through there, but it'll happen. Or you can get a shuttle. They, they'll, they'll shuttle you over to Bosley. I don't know if they shuttle you with boat, but they definitely do shuttle you over to the island for uh, camping. So... Um, and then as you go north from there, you just start winding through all these little islands and some bigger than others. And there's tons of uh, crown land out there that you can um, um, pitch a tent on. Um, 
further up from that, you get the Moon River, then you're into the Massasauga Provincial Park, which you guys have talked about before, which is popular for both sea kayakers and canoers that are coming in um, from the land. Mm-hmm. Um, very protected, um, very windy. So if you don't have your navigation game on or you don't know how to uh, read a map or that, very easy to get lost there. But um, um, not, not as much crown land um, up that part because uh, it is a provincial park. So you can't just kind of go in there willy-nilly. You might lose your spot or get bumped off. Um, and then you get up to the islands just south of Perry Sound, and they're kind of a mixture. So the outer islands, the Umbrella Islands, the Cathcarts, that kind of thing, Crown Land, popular for for campers and that. Um, but a lot of cottages, a lot of big cottages. Yeah. Um, there's some celebrity cottages. There's some, like, uh, American oil tycoon cottages out there, like, you know, float, pay, float plane type cottages and you know, just like 5,000, 10,000 square foot type cottages out on these islands. So it's uh, pretty neat to paddle by, but you keep on paddling. Yeah, just um, keep it going. And you just, <laughs> just keep going. And then you go you go north from there, and, and like I said, you start getting calf carts. Um, inland a bit, you get the Kilbear Provincial Park. Again, another popular um, uh, uh, provincial, one of the most popular provincial parks, uh, you know, behind the Clarny and Algonquin and that kind of thing. Uh, but a great launch point for uh, paddling as well. Or, um, you know, you can camp there and just do little little drives to other put-ins. Um, Snug Harbor, Dillon, Key River, that kind of thing. Um, up the coast from there, you get to Franklin Island. Franklin Franklin's another very popular spot. And, and so on the outer part and on the bay side, it's uh, uh, a, a tons of campsites for sea kayakers and, 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 um, and, and paddlers. Um, it's a little bit sheltered in spots. Uh, you, I've, I've seen canoes out there, not too many, but you do see the odd canoe out there. Um, and then there's the inner channel too, which has a lot of motorboats and cottages and that kind of thing. And it, it, it kind of just replicates that all the way up to the French River Provincial Park. So you're going past like Brit um, and that, and just offshore the French River. French River Provincial Park is one of my favorite parts of uh, the whole Great Lakes, the Bustard Islands. It's like a Martian landscape. Um, and there's a bunch of campgrounds, out, campsites out there as well. Um, you don't see too many canoes uh, out there because you do have to do a bit of a crossing out of the uh, out of French River. So yeah. most mostly kayakers. And you don't even see a lot of kayakers out there because it is a couple of day trip from me coming from like either north from Brid or out of the French River and that, so it, it, it it's a pretty cool spot, and it's um, they kind of have a cool name, the Bustards, you know, it's either kind of like the a buzzard birds or, um, yeah, and then you're you're going wrong, and then you're 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 hitting Clarny and Philip Edward Island and the Fox Islands and West Fox. West Fox is again another one of my favorite places. Um, in fact, I was talking to someone the other day. She's like, "Oh yeah, we 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 used to go out there every year in a open canoe, a three person canoe. They'd rent a canoe off Ted at uh, Cl- Clarny Outfitters, and away they'd go." I'm like, "You never got stranded out there?" She's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> waited out a day and yeah, you know, if you got the time, then." So, but yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, when you're you're looking at this whole east side of um, Georgian Bay. That's like the primo spot for just exploring the all the the rock islands and everything, all up through there. Like you could spend days just paddling up and 
exploring. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. It's yeah. it's the, the 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 ground, the islands, the 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 rock. It's just it's fantastic. I did a uh, I did a couple uh, glass bottom boat tours in and around Tobermory, and then up and along the you know towards the, down along the Monksy Islands and so on. It's a, it's a really nice area. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's not accessible unless you know it's there. I know that sounds kind of stupid, but like until I started sea kayaking, I had no idea it was there. Right. You know, and I've lived on lived in Ontario since nineteen eighty six and you know, I I'd done the whole canoe trip up to, to McCree Lake and other places and that and tons of cottaging and even cottaging near Perry Sound on other inland lakes and that. I had no idea like the thirty thousand islands. Um and I think that's just a marketing thing with the you know, the Seguin Township and the Perry Sound area and that the thirty thousand islands. I don't know if anybody's actually ever gone out and counted. There's probably more. <laughs> um you know, but it's just an absolutely stunning area with so much diversity and it's like you've got these and you can just see the the history of I'm not much one into geology in that but my friend Kate is and we were out there a couple of weeks on a day trip and like she's literally hugging rocks because she's just like how beautiful is these like you can literally see you know the beginnings of the earth and the the, the way the earth is formed and you know you see this dark black jaggedy rock and then meshed right next to it's this smooth pink stuff and then this white stuff and it, it, it's it, it's beautiful like i said i'm not a much of a like into geology and all that but i can certainly appreciate when it's thrown it in your face like that oh yeah um, yeah i mean it's just like you know people well, i'm not a geologist but when i see a really cool looking rock i'll pick it up maybe throw it in the backpack of my camp meat <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a geologist, nor do I play one on TV. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, when you're seeing, I mean, uh, going back to the waterfall thing, uh, the Devil's Punch Bowl. I think there's like seven distinct layers from mm-hmm. the bottom of the visible. gorge that you can actually see. Yeah, and they're all different colors. You know, so so yeah. I mean, to see something like that, you can really appreciate the the geological beauty of the area. You know. And up there through the, the, the islands and everything like that, same deal. It, it's, it's unbelievable and unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it changes, right? So Georgian Bay on the left side or on the west side, you've got the Bruce Peninsula, which is where you saw on the Devil's Punch Bowl down near Niagara, yep. the same rock formation. It's all part of the, um, the, the Niagara Scarpment, Scarpment yep. which starts in upstate New York and then comes through Ontario, goes up through Manitoulin Island, through the Upper Peninsula of uh, Michigan, then down through Wisconsin, um, part, parts of it, the Ice Age Trail that John keeps talking about that he's going to walk, yep. which I call the Big Dumb Walk. Yeah. Hi, John. <laughs> um, you know, and and then then it peters out in um, under the plains of Mi- and uh, Minnesota, um, so you can see on the Tobermory in the, in the Bruce Peninsula the exact same rock you saw at Devil's Punch Bowl. Right. Which is which is which is super cool when you when you when you know the perspective and it's like okay and then you can see the layers and you go from one place to the other and then you're like oh there's that layer mm-hmm. you know um, and you can see the same kind of the different colorations and that kind of thing so and then it changes it changes just north to Clarny you know you've got the big the Laclache Mountains the White Mountains yeah. and and that at Clarny and you go offshore at Clarny and got your, you know your Manitoulin Island and that. Um, and then you've got an area of uh, Georgian Bay called the Whale's Back, which is kind of between the eastern side of Manitoulin Island and almost to Sault Ste. Marie. And the reason it's, it's nicknamed the Whale's Back, so when you look at it on um, 
a, a map. It does kind of look like the shape of a whale. Not quite as, like, Simpson-y as, um, you know, Lake Superior that Sean thinks it does. The Simpsons? Lake Superior? The, the Great Lake? The Simpsons? Oh, Mr. Burns. Yes, no, it's it's Mr. actually Burns. a wolf head. Okay. The wolf head. Superior yeah. is the wolf head, but it looks wolf like Mr. Head, Burns. But Mr. Burns. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. this looks like a whale's back, but anyway. Not a whale's tail, a whale's back. Um, and again, that's where the geology changes too, and you start seeing the same kind of geology on the north shore of the whale's back as you would on Lake Superior. You're getting into the more of the, the darker rocks and the, the, the sharper rocks, and just it's just it looks more dynamic and almost more violent that the way they must have been formed, whereas when you're down in Georgian Bay or on the Niagara Peninsula, everything's a lot smoother, and I guess that's just, it might probably just, softer rock be worn away by the water in that. Um, I've never paddled the whales back, but I've, I've driven along it. I definitely want to paddle it one day. Yeah. Um, and again, you're pretty much right along a lot of Manitoulin Island through there on the uh, on the south side. So again, your camping is going to be limited if you're tripping because um, Manitoulin Island, I think, is mostly or might be all indigenous land, uh, First Nations land. So up until... I think the 90s or something, you could kind of crown land camp wherever you wanted there, as long as it didn't appear to be um, private property. But now apparently you're supposed to um, get uh, permission from the band council. Right. Um, and apparently that permission isn't granted willy-nilly. It's like, well, why are you here? What are you doing? What's going on kind of thing? You know, like, I don't think they just want all the tourists on the planet coming there, but if you're doing like a circumnav or some sort of crossing or something like that, I think they're going to give it to you. But just to come and do a four day trip along the shore of the Manitoulin Island, I think they just might be like, yeah, we need a little more purpose than that. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of that, but that's all just uh, from what I've heard. So, um, and then you get up into after the whales back, you kind of get um, the St. Mary's river through Sault Ste. Marie. Um, so you've got, you know, you can see America across the river just as you can in, Detroit and Windsor and Niagara Falls and Fort Erie and uh, Buffalo and that. And then you get up in Lake Superior, and that's just, uh, again, it's, you've got so many different sections there. Um, um, from Wawa down, you've got the Lake Superior Lake Superior Provincial Park, so you've got the Agua Rock and, and that kind of thing. Um, the area that I talked about last, time, last summer when I was on, when we were up there in August. Um, and again, one day we were out there when we arrived, and it was flat calm we're out for the most gorgeous sunset i've ever seen and the next day it's like we're throwing on storm weather gear while we're out paddling because the front moved in and you know went from manageable one and one one and a half foot waves to two and three foot waves in in minutes you know yeah um but it was freaking fun um you know, north of Wawa, I guess north and then west of Wawa, you're starting to get in Pakistan National Park, and that's one of the most remote um, sections of uh, of the Great Lakes. You can do a 12-day trip, uh, kayak trip along Pakistan National Park shore and not see another soul or um, no roads, um, no communities, no anything. You've got to be totally self-sufficient. Yeah. Most outfitters give it 10 to 12 days. You can push it and do it in seven or eight, but there's so many different scenic um, places. Dog River comes into Lake Superior there, which is a gorgeous waterfall. There's a couple other rivers too, um, with short hikes up to waterfalls and that. So it's just, um, well, it's just, just amazing. The thing with Superior as well is you've got to build in extra days just in case. Yes. Yeah. For weather, Always. wind, and. Yeah. Otherwise, you never get to 
Paddle superior. Yeah. <laughs> Weather, wind, and just going and seeing stuff. Like, or just enjoying it, you know. Um, you know, apparently there's some beaches along that stretch. I haven't, I haven't been on, on that particular stretch. It, people are just like, it's like the Caribbean, but with, like, you know, 50-degree water. But, um, you know, it's just so beautiful. Or the hikes, you know, the hikes can take half a day or something. So, yeah. you, you know, you might you might spend a night or two at a certain spot. Um and then you go uh, from there and you get towards the western end of Lake Superior and you get, uh, you know, just past Terrace Bay and Rossport and that and you can wind through there. There's some other islands and that and all the way back to uh, Sleeping Giant just outside of, uh, and that's National? No, that's Provincial Park. Sleeping Ridge Giant Park, Provincial yeah. Park. Get outside of Thunder Bay and Thunder Bay itself has a has a huge and vi- vibrant sea kayaking community. Um you know, and, and in the South Shore, or as Americans call it, the North Shore of Lake Superior, you've got the um, Pitchered Rocks and um, what's the other really cool thing down there along there? Oh, um, there's Pitchard also Rock, uh, Isle Royale. Isle Royale that, yeah, John went walked around yep. last year. There, yeah, you, um, can, you can get your boat taken out that way and spend a ton of yep. time um, exploring that area too. I'm looking at the map right now, and it's like, why why haven't we taken Isle Royale yet? Why haven't we, like, gone and planted a Canadian flag on that? Like, we totally should. We're just going to take it over. <laughs> Derek, what are you doing next weekend? <laughs> I'm in. I'm I'd in. like to invade. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. Um, it's, it's closer to Canada the, than the States. Uh, all around the Great Lakes, whether on the Canadian side or the American side, like even like Lake Erie, I, 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 I know I just brushed on it, but there's about three or four different cool sections of Lake Erie. And then you go along the South Shore, the, the American Shore, and there's the other cooler stuff too. Like there's a whole section of islands from um, Sandusky going all the way across to Pelly Island and then to uh, Point Pelly National Park and uh, or commercial park in Canada. Um, there's five or six islands there that you can kind of island hop all the way across, you know, so that uh, you can, like, actually go and, like, set foot on the most southern point in Canada, which is this, like, piddly little bird shit covered island um, in the middle of Lake Erie called Middle Island, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, just like a nesting colony, you know, um, so there's so much. Lake Erie's got tons of cool lighthouses right right along the shore, or just offshore. Um, and, you know, like my home ground, Lake Ontario, you know, it's um, Hamilton Harbor's kind of cool, very industrial on one side. And, you know, you got the marsh and, and little bays and that on the other side of it. And then you go up along the shoreline, you got all these McMansions coming out of Yin Yang across Burlington and Oakville, which are pretty cool to look at. Burlington um, seems to be a spot where people go a lot. Well, Burlington Beach, so if you get an east wind across the lake, so it starts in Kingston, it just keeps building up fetch all the way across, or wave all the way across Burlington Beach or the Great Surf Beach. So those kayakers and others who are into surfing, um, all types of surfing and using the wind and and water at the same time, um, love Burlington Beach, right right under the skyway. If if you're going over the skyway on an east wind day, you look down, you're going to see tons of uh, kayakers up there. You'll see the, the windsurfers and the uh, the kite the kiteboarders are the more, more the more you see way more kiteboarders now than you do uh, windsurfers. But right. the uh, yeah, it, it it can it can be a pop- popular place. Um, there's quite a few put-ins alone there. Um, you know, my hometown of Mississauga here, just uh, outside Toronto, it's pretty boring. It's, I'm, I'm not going to lie, there's not a whole lot to see along the shore here. You know, some kind of houses, some parks and that, but it uh, it gets old pretty quick. 
couple of rivers. You can go up to Credit River here, and you know, you go go along into Toronto. You can go up to Humber and stuff. Um, I love I love the Toronto shoreline. You know, you get the, the sheltered areas along um, uh, Sunnyside. There, it's totally sheltered with the break wall. So no matter what your paddling ability, you can get out and paddle on whatever the hell's going on out in the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been paddling there in calm conditions when there's literally wave, waves coming over the break wall. Um, you know, it just it's nice and sheltered. You get through Ontario Place, which is that old uh, uh, Ontario Carnival kind of amusement park built in the 70s. It's kind of half derelict now. You can kind of paddle through there, which is pretty cool, especially especially either at night or like off-season, like in November when there's nobody around. It's spooky as hell. Well, when we were um, there, they were there was a Iron Maiden concert. The nice. last time I was out that way. The last time I was out there and heard music from the Budweiser stage was the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> oh, right on. <laughs> or I guess the Chicks now. The Chicks. Now. Um, you know, and then the Toronto Harbor, which we've talked about before, which is awesome. The Toronto Islands, yep. um, which are which are awesome. Which you, uh, we went on there a couple of years ago, and um, then the furry flung. Um, the Toronto shoreline, you get the Scarborough Bluffs, which are these amazing sandstone bluffs, which are amazing to paddle underneath. So, um, and then Lake Ontario is kind of boring until um, it's a lot of farmland, um, a couple of nuclear power plants that dump their crap into the lake. Derek, 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 Derek hits the eject button anytime he sees a kayak out there. Um, <laughs> and then, but around um, uh, uh, Prince Edward County is pretty neat. There's some cool paddling out around there near Sandbanks mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Presqu'il uh, Provincial Park and that. Um, Wapoose Island's kind of neat through the whole. Uh, not really wild sheep because they're still tended to, but there's no real farmer that lives on the island to look after them. I guess you must come every couple of days or something. So um, there's a couple of uh, houses or cottages on that island, but that's pretty cool. That's at the east side of uh, Prince Edward County. Um, and then there's a really cool kind of paddle along um, Adolphus Reach out of Picton's kind of cool. Um you get up to Kingston, then you get to Thousand Islands. Now you're in the St. Lawrence River. Does the ferry um, still go across to Wolf Island? It sure does. Yep. Okay, I haven't been. It's one of it's, it's one of the only. I think it's still one of the only that and the Glenora. And I'm not, and there's the one down the Detroit River. I think are the only still year-round ferries in Ontario. There's one other up near Kingston, Wolf Island, and one other as well, I believe. Um. Yeah, I've never been on it. I want to go on it just because. Uh, know, yeah, but, I was on it in the, I'll say, mid-90s, early yeah. 90s. Uh, and that's the last time I was on it. We're just driving right. along and like, oh, a ferry. Where's this going? Oh, <laughs> let's take yeah. it. Let's take let's, it. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's like nothing on Wolf Island. That, no, we just drove know, around the whole thing. Cottages and, and farms. And, yeah. 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 Then um, we hit the ferry again and then went back. And we're like, okay, well. We did it. <laughs> uh, this, uh, the Thousand Islands through here, there's it's a right. bit, there's a lot of shipwrecks and stuff through there. It's a big scuba diving area as well. Yeah, and there is well, they sunk definite a, they current. Sunk a town. Mm-hmm. They sunk a town um, right at the like, south end of the um, Thousand Islands back in like the fifties or whatever. When why did they do it? When they were creating the seaway. So there's a town there that actually is underwater. Really? So they, that's where that's why they, 
that's why they're scuba diving there because there's something cool to see. Ah. Like Tobermory. Why is there scuba diving in Tobermory? It's freezing freaking cold because there's tons of cool shipwrecks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've scuba um, dived at, uh, at Tobermory. It's, it's a really good That's place right. To go. You did too. Yeah. yeah. But it's super. It is, like you said, it's super cold. Like yeah. the upper yeah. layers are not too bad, but then as soon as you go down below 20 feet, it's like, oh, what happened? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But I do know that there's a lot of ships through the through this the Thousand Island area. And there, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of. My brother in law goes scuba diving there to look at the ships. And they stay preserved for a very long time because of the fresh water. Yeah. And it's cold. Yes. And a very fast current, too. In spots. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Do a lot of drift diving there. Yeah. But, I mean, there's definitely a lot of small. Now, there's cottages on some of these islands. And isn't there a castle or something on one of these they- islands? Bolt, B-O-L-D-T, um, which was built by the same guy, same architect, um, who built the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. So the Thousand Islands was the escape for the elite of Philly, New York, Boston, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they had their summer homes. And you can still see that kind of that romanticism of the um, back in the day with the Bolt Castle and big stately homes when people had still had servants and back staircases for servants and all that and these little towns and the homes and that. It's, uh, it's a really cool area to explore on both sides of the river. Some of the small towns, again, in Aqua, like a pretty little town. There's a kayak outfit there run by my friend Scott, Thousand Island Kayaking, that they do tours there. And then you can do tour boats from either side of the river, too, that um, take you around. Now, I'm not sure if the Canadian ones will, will be stopping at Bolt Castle this year because that's on the American side. Right, um, yes. And in regular tourist season, there's actually a U.S. Customs base there just to double-check the Canadian tourists coming on the island. Oh. Um, yeah, which is pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Um, yeah, it, it's a really cool area through there. And I just, well... We're talking here. I did look up. So there was two communities sunk in the uh, early to mid 1950s when they're creating the uh, St. Lawrence Seaway and they built the Moses Saunders Power Dam. And then there's some locks here as well. So the towns of Long Sioux and Ingleside were uh, sunk. Yes. So they're put on the water. Like yeah. Cornwall, yeah, for the Saunders Dam. Yeah. So. Huh. And now you know. Mm-hmm. Now you do. See, you should have me on more. You learn stuff. <laughs> oh, see, and that, that's exactly. Next thing you know, you're going to be spouting science and all that garbage. No, Derek's a science actor. He's the one that brings sciencey stuff. Science. <laughs> I try. I do my best. So there is a lot of opportunities for kayaking, like sea kayaking oh, in Ontario. Absolutely no, no, millions. And we haven't even talked about... The Trent Severn, which we've talked about a bunch of times, yeah. the, the Rideau Canal, all the 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 the, um, the the lakes and rivers that you can you can paddle, the the Nonquan, um, Lake Simcoe, um, you know, Lake Scugog, even you know, you and um, Scott's trip up the Moose River a hundred years ago, three years yeah. ago, whenever that was, yeah, three years ago. Um, you know, I would love to replicate that in higher water in a kayak from. Um, the uh, Moose River Crossing to Moosini. I lived in Moosini back in the early 90s and I had my kayak up there. And it was so much fun to just be out on the Moose River when the tide was coming in with the north wind because you would literally get these like six-foot waves coming in 
and you're right next to a sandbar. So if you wiped out, you just kind of floated ashore, you know, because <laughs> um, I totally didn't have a clue what I was doing back then. I had an old R5, no bulkheads, like that thing got water in it. It just sank almost, you know, it was, mm-hmm. uh, but it was, a lot, it was a lot of fun. And I'd love to go back up to that area and just explore like their islands around Moose Factory and Ship Sands Island and all those in, in the kayak. So, um, yeah, I think you'd, you'd have it because when we tried paddling back down the river or I guess up the river, um, heading south, that current in the Moose River mm-hmm. is pretty strong. Yep. Yeah. Make a move. Yeah. Um, and then tie in wind and tides, uh, the tides and, with that, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think I'd like to take a kayak up there for a couple of days. That'd be fun. What time of year would you go? What, what, uh, spring for spring flood, right, I guess? Oh, definitely spring yeah, would be the you, highest, yeah. Uh, well, no. You want high water. Spring, uh, spring, the water is still white. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> up there. When oh, I lived up there, <laughs> yeah. it didn't, it, the, the spring breakup when spring I breakup, lived up yeah. there was either the last week of May or the first week of June, if memory serves. It, it, yeah, it, and that June, was kind yeah. of a typical. Yeah. That was kind of typical. Um, so if I was going to do that in a kayak, like the Moose River crossing that, I'd probably, I'd probably aim for like towards the end of June. Yeah. And you're going to be into the summer temperatures and water level wouldn't be nuts. Um, because yeah, that, that when that ice breaks up, you get chunks that are 10 feet thick. Oh feet yeah. Thick. Yeah. And, wow. and it's build, it's building little mountains as, cause it, the river's moving north. The tide's moving up and down. The wind can be from whatever direction, and then that's moving the ice all over the place. It's quite spectacular to see breakup up there. Yeah, I, well, I know I got to see it at least three times. Right, <laughs> at least three. yeah. When you're when oh. you're when you're a youngin, you when I was a youngin, we used to watch. When that. you're a when you're a young puppy, yeah. And the sound it makes, holy shit! Because yeah. I worked at I worked at the Polar Bear Lodge up there when I was up there, and that hotel overlooks the river, and you could hear the ice moving and cracking and banging and. You know, it was it was something else indeed. Definitely. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, now we got a whole bunch of more places to take the canoes. What are you doing next? So, so this is for you, Alan. That's the that's the swear jar. I just that, that's twice you swore on the, this episode so far. Oops! <laughs> <laughs> only tw- only twice. Only twice. Only so twice. Far. I was, I'm only impressed. Twice so far. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. How much are you putting in per swear word? Uh, I also had his quarters. <laughs> They're low value. You, you have you have change in your pocket? I do. Who the hell, who the hell has that nowadays? He just put in his debit card. <laughs> we, we have a, <laughs> there's a gut truck that comes by our work at uh, at what uh, seven thirty, eight, nine, twelve. You know, I go out and buy coffee and stuff. This like a coffee truck comes by your work? Yeah. They sell sandwiches and pizza and yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. the traditional like canteen truck kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't know those guys still existed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I go to Tim Hortons. <laughs> A lot. Do you have one that do you, do you have one that comes into your industrial area, Sean? I honestly don't know. No, oh, not to our building. Now, mind right. you, sometimes in August, the ice cream guy comes botting around. Oh, right. yeah, there you go. So we get the ice cream guy coming around, and so yeah. I'll run out and hey, and I will come walking back into the building with an ice cream. <laughs> and what happened? The ice cream guy was outside. 
<laughs> so now it's just like I'll text somebody. Ice cream guy's here. Why didn't you tell me he was here? Well, I told him. <laughs> he was in the building. He could have told you. Why are those people running out of the building? Is there yeah. a fire? No, ice it's cream. the ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> Pull the fire alarm. Everybody heads out. Ice cream man loves it. Give me soft serve dipped in chocolate, please. Uh, chocolate well, we had well, we had the ice cream guy come by our house there two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Expensive though. Treats. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I went out with my niece and nephew last week in Milton at Skate Park, and the ice cream truck came by, and for like a dipped cone, some sort of icy thing, and a slushy, it was $13. That's it? Mm-hmm. Cause we Boy, got, that's cheap? Okay. We got two dipped cones, and it was like 16 bucks. Whoa. Yeah, Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah, put another quarter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's like a quarter. Put a little IOU. <laughs> Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Uh, if you want to find out more about paddling uh, in, in Ontario, check out Alan's Facebook page, Sea Kayak Ontario. Uh, if you have any questions, you can just make a post and ask a question. And there's, if Alan doesn't uh, respond, there's a ton of people that'll throw information out there and uh, and help you out. Uh, so thanks definitely. for that, Alan. Yeah, uh, we'll You're definitely uh, have to uh, check it out and maybe. Because I've I've talked about heading back to to Moosonee, and I know Derek wants to go up that way too. So yes, maybe next time we take kayaks, work trip. Yeah, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to expense this one. <laughs> uh, we'll just continue on here. Got a couple other things here that yeah, we came stick around, with. Alan. You going to stick around, Alan, or are we? Are you going to go? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Awesome. I, I know the one one topic I've got something to put in, but I don't know about the other stuff. But I'll pretend I know what we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> that's all we do. So we pretend. Yeah, a lot. John Van Berger does most of the time he's here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do send we do send the uh, the 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 notes out so people can go over them and make their own notes on the notes. <laughs> you know, uh, so for those that want to canoe, paddleboard, fish, and take part in any other recreational activities on or in Banff waters, Banff uh, Provin- National Park, yeah, the National Park, yeah, uh, out in Alberta, now need a permit. Doesn't cost anything for the permit. Yeah, it's a free permit. It's a free permit. It's more of a declaration. But as of June twelfth, Parks Canada implemented a new procedure in an effort to prevent the spread of harmful aquatic invasive species, things like zebra mussels, Eurasian wa- water milfoil, uh, whirling disease. Uh, they want to stop it from spreading through the park. Exactly. Right? Keep it out. People do. Residents and visitors in Banff require a self-certification permit to launch non-motorized watercraft, including canoes, kayaks, inflatables, paddle boards, and other related gear in all the park's waters. Uh, the use of self-certification permit is right now, they already do this in uh, Yoho and Kootenai National Parks. So I guess they're just spreading it. So if this continues, I got to see Jasper eventually getting this and and whatnot. So if you go to the Parks Canada website and um, you can print off a copy of the self-certification permit, you can also go to uh, visitor centers, campsites, trailheads, and boat launches. Some of them, they'll have it with you. 
you need to fill it out and carry it with you while you're on the water. Passes are free, uh, like I said, uh, but each time you head out, you need a new one. And uh, I printed it out, one of them just to look at it. And there's basically a couple sections here. The first one is the permit conditions. My watercraft and gear has been cleaned. And you little give it a little tick. Drained. And you give it a little tick. So like all water, water from coolers, buckets, compartments, and other items that may hold water. And dried. And I know this is where Alan is going to speak up. So it has to be <laughs> dried for a minimum of 48 hours after being used in the provinces of British Columbia, Alberta, and or the, territor- and or the territories of Canada. Or a minimum of 30 days after being used in the United States or provinces other than British Columbia, Alberta, and the territories of Canada. Now, we haven't seen them, and we were talking before the show, so we only have to assume that they have these out there now. Uh, and we've, Alan, you've seen them in the States. I've seen them in the States. They have mm. decontamination centers where you take your, your canoe, kayak, whichever in, and they'll spray it down with chemicals to kill whatever's on there. Uh, my, my big thing was uh, a few years back when we did our cross-Canada cross trip, we had two canoes on the roof. So we paddled a couple of spots in Ontario a couple spots in Manitoba, a couple spots in Saskatchewan. Were any of those spots Lake Superior in Ontario? Shit it. <laughs> that would be For those enough. just joining us this evening, <laughs> that would be a no from Sean. Shit up. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, so a couple days later, we were in Banff. And we were like the Bow River and all that sort of thing. I would not have been able to take my canoes into those rivers. Like I wouldn't have been able to paddle. No. I would have, I, unless I found one of those to get them sanitized. De- decontamination yeah. centers, yeah. Um, I, would, I would have had to rent a canoe. So hopefully that there's these centers around that are easy enough to find. Right, so you have to check all these, make sure it's all good. Uh, there's another half here that says, "I understand that if I fail to meet the conditions of this permit, I cannot use my watercraft or gear in Banff, Banff National Park until the conditions are are met." Uh, you have to carry this permit at all times while uh, using watercraft and fishing equipment. Yeah, so it goes beyond just your boat. So if you're out there and you're casting. Yeah, as well. Your, your right? lures can't have yep. been in the waters for these other locations, and the the self certification permits valid only for the date and water body indicated on the permit, because you have to go down and like your put in the date where your what water body you're at, uh, and then sign it, and then below that there's a, a dotted line, which you tear off at the end. Uh, you complete the section, deposit it in the collection box, or leave it with a Parks Canada employee. There's five different questions. What type of watercraft or equipment is this permit for? Canoe, kayak, paddleboard, waders, because people do the f- fly fishing, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, fishing gear, an inflatable watercraft or other. What water body is this permit for? Where and when was your watercraft or equipment last used? List of provinces, territories, and or states where your watercraft or equipment have been used in the last 30 days. And list the provinces, territories, states where your watercraft and gear have been used in the last 40 hours. And then you sign and date it. So they just want to find out who's paddling where and bringing what potential invasive species into Banff National Park. So far, so good? Yeah. And it kind of yeah, does... Yeah, I can appreciate that. Sorry, go ahead, Derek. Yeah, it, it, what it kind of does is it, it, it attacks at various angles. Like, so this is it's an awareness thing. Mm-hmm. So they're protecting the waterways, they're in, and they're in, uh, informing the public of what these concerns are. And it's so you're, it, it, like, you know, it's a free permit, but it's, uh, it's just making people... Look, more aware of the cautions that they need to take when they're going from water, water, uh, you know, from area to area in different waters, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's good that they're doing this. It's good that they're starting to take care of the waterways. Like here in Ontario, what we have over three hundred different invasive species in Ontario, whether it be plants or waterfowl or milfoil or whatever, you know, birds and and uh, zebra mussels and stuff like that. So it's uh, they're trying to prevent the spread out west. So. Anyways, what were you going to say, Alan? Well, I, I appreciate that and I understand that and I get that. But it's the overreach and the just the, the red tape that gets in the way of this making any sense. So if I go to a provincial decontamination station and get the provincial people to decontaminate my kayak or my canoe or my fishing gear or whatever, and I get a certificate from them, Every single day when I go paddling, I still have to fill out this self-certification form yes. and have it with me for in, in case somebody asks me for it. Who's enforcing it? Like, do the national parks cops have enough time to enforce this? Like, if you're not gonna if you're gonna have all these regulations and you don't have enforcement and education with it, they're useless because then people will just start ignoring it, and then it's 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 missed its mark. Yeah. Um, there's no cost associated with any of this, which is great. Um, Yet, or who knows? It, it may still be 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 no cost. Um, but what if I live in the town of Banff and I go canoeing on the Bow River every day? I gotta sit down before I go kayaking. You know, I'm a resident. Every or day, paddling every that's, single day, and so it's just form like it's yeah. a little cumbersome. Yeah, I mean, I this is new. Tourist. This is this has been out for a week now. Um, yeah. So I'm sure those little details are are gonna come out eventually, but. Right now, they also say that they are focusing more on education than enforcement sort of thing. Uh, Because they also say violators may be charged under the Canada National Parks Act, maximum penalty $25,000. So, I mean, honestly, that's not going to... If it was like 25 grand. Yeah. So they'd be like, you know, you're, you're... dumping barrels of water from another lake into their area or something. That Which makes me wonder, like, has this been fully thought out? Why isn't it some sort of, like, and I know because it it's federal land, why isn't it a provincial, like, a, 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 almost, almost the same kind of thing as a, a trespassing ticket or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's something with that has different gradients of, of, of penalty. Um, but because I guess it's federal, it has to be a federal thing. But it's... Um, 
I get it. I support it. I've I've pulled into these decontamination stations when I've uh, been traveling through the U.S. When we're talking about this pre-show, I sent you guys a picture of me at one at the Idaho-Nevada border. Um, you know, and they ask you a few questions: Where have you been? How long ago? Where where you know? And you know, prior to that, I was packing five days five days prior and off time in Georgia. Um, that was good enough for them, and I didn't need to get the boat sprayed. Yeah. Um, because I guess it had been dry for a certain period of time that anything that may be living in or on it would likely be gone by that point in their mind, I guess. Um, they didn't give me, did they give me, I can't remember if they gave me any kind of certificate or a ticket or sticker, a sticker or anything that um, said that they had inspected. I took a selfie with them, so I guess anybody who stopped me would have known I, um, you know, selfie or didn't happen, right? Exactly. Um, but no, I just I read through the regulations on the, on this thing, and I just see your typical and I hate saying it, but your typical government kind of mismanaged program. It's like the the idea of the program is I'm one thousand percent in favor of, but just the kind of the cumbersome of the management of it yeah, and the little details, fine details. Yeah, you know, and it's already like this is coming to us after it's already been out at Kootenai and Yoho. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a brand new thing. We've got some experience for some period of time, which I'm unsure of at this. So why haven't we figured it out yet? Yeah. And, you know, like I say, uh, the fact that they they say a, a, ma- a maximum penalty 25000 what's going to count for a $25,000 fine. <laughs> like, what do you you were a bit, you were a real dick to the car. <laughs> well, yeah. What am yeah. I am I carrying an oil drum and, on the back? <laughs> like, <laughs> and the and, and the judge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you know what like I, I I think it's um they they've got to have some education stuff out there and the the decontamination centers have definitely got to be out there and basically in your face. I I would think that they're doing the education slash enforcement at the the major boat launches and stuff like that. And eventually I would think if, if you're in the town of Banff and you do kayak like every day, every other day or whatever, you're going to get some sort of sticker that they know. Oh yeah. You know, no, just, just flash that. So you don't yeah. have to something to do it every day. And hopefully there's, there's going to be a lot of honor system in this. Right. Yeah. So. And that's the problem too, with people, they, uh, the honor system doesn't always work for mm-hmm. all, uh, all parties involved. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, but like I say, I mean, when you when you first we were first reading this, I'm thinking, you know, like I would not have been able to use my canoes out there, and I'm bringing my canoes all that distance, right? Otherwise, I might as well just leave them at home if I have to rent a canoe while I'm out there. Yeah, right. So we'll have to see what uh, happens. Um, I think Alan should go on a road trip and let us know what happens. <laughs> well, so I'll digress because shortly before you went out on that road trip, if you recall, I was also out there on a yes. road trip. And so I did my whole Idaho, Nevada border decontamination people thing, which I just mentioned. I went out to Vancouver Island. I paddled there. I visited friends in Lethbridge, friends in Calgary. And then I was heading up to Jasper. And I'm like, I'm going to go paddle um, Lake Louise. 
because mm-hmm. I haven't seen Lake Louise since I was a child, but I'm going to go paddle it because I've got my kayak with me here. No, I'm sure you no, you guys didn't make it into Lake Louise, right? It was so we, there were so many people there. Yeah. We, we, we did so, a little walk around but couldn't get our boat in. So when I got there, so we're just the first week in May, maybe around May 10th, give or take, with a few days before Mother's Day that year. And um, so I park, and I'm like, okay, we're about 150 meters to the um, the lake, and from the parking spot, and I'm like, well, I should just get ready, throw my boat on my back, and, you know, walk up there. And then I started changing my shoes, and I was going to put my shorts on. I'm just like, let's just go take a walk and see what the pudding is like here. The lake was still 99% frozen solid. (laughs) 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 And all the the other lakes I'd been seeing in rivers were clear. Mm-hmm. But because Lake Louise, you go up quite a bit more elevation, it, and it, where it is in the mountains, it hadn't thawed yet. Yeah. It was still, it was that still was, a week or two away. That was Canada's 150th birthday it's year. Yep. Yeah. Because Derek was up uh, in Algonquin you know, celebrating. Yep. Yeah. yeah. While we were getting ready to hit the road out west. Mm-hmm. Right, I was in uh, Charlottetown in the morning for Canada's 150th on July 1st, and then Halifax in the uh, evening for the fireworks. Cool. Right that was on. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll have to see how this plays out with the permit deal. And uh, uh, I, I think they've, if they've already been doing it in Yoho and Kootenai, then they've got to be at least mostly on the ball with this. They just haven't passed out all the details online yet. So we'll we'll follow that one. Oh, who's binging? Who's that? Now was me plug. I was plugging in. My 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 laptop here is almost dead. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, we've only got one other thing here, uh, so we'll move on to this one. The Vancouver Maritime Museum. I was kind of hoping this would be one of those online shows exhibitions. It's not going to be. But it, it's no. By the sounds of it, it's not going to be. Uh, but it's worth talking about anyway. Uh, they're celebrating National Indigenous History Month with a new canoe-themed exhibition called Canoe Cultures Building a Legacy. Uh, traditionally, we've had very colonial-focused exhibitions, and this is one of the ways that we're moving forward to work with our neighbors, the host nations of Vancouver, who have been here since time immemorial and on whose lands the museum exists explains museum curator Duncan McLeod. Uh, The exhibit is uh, guest curated by Roxanne Charles and features early archival images of canoe racing on the West Coast and a video highlighting recent work done by the Canoe Cultures Program. Now, way back when uh, the Indigenous people were being told, you can't do this, you can't do that, and all their, their culture was being suppressed, the canoe racing was one of the things that they were still doing publicly because it was looked at as a form of entertainment, as a sport. So they were still allowed to do it. And that was one of the very few things that they could could do. And this is built into to all this. There's a little video that uh, we're going to well, post to our, our Facebook uh, page and social media that sort of explains that. Uh, the program builds indigenous racing canoes for community use and is led by 7th generation canoe builder Mike Billy Sr. The program has brought new canoes to Squamish, restored a 70-year-old 70-year-old canoe and is currently creating new vessels. Uh, 
various works from five guest artists will also be showcased as part of the exhibit. The uh, Canoe Culture's Building a Legacy can be viewed Thursday to Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 until August 2nd. Uh, and display will be followed up with a larger exhibition launching at the museum in September. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds like you can you can go to the museum and see this. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't seeing anything online. I was kind of hoping it would be. Uh, if you go to vanmaritime.com, so V-A-N Maritime, uh, all one word, dot com, click the Exhibition tab at the top and then Featured Exhibitions. There, There's more information and you can book. Uh, there's a, a book button there so you can check it out. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks like a pretty cool thing to see. And you can go and watch these people by the looks of it, build canoes and, and, uh, get a lot of the history of, of canoe, uh, building out that way. I wish I lived in Vancouver. <laughs> I know. Or could get yeah. there. Alan, when you go to, out to Banff to paddle and find out about I'll all the other stuff. keep going to Vancouver. Just keep going to Vancouver, buddy. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> You're on it. Hey, I- I have free room and board in Vancouver, so I'm all over that. See? There you go, buddy. <laughs> Alan's our traveling guy. He just doesn't know yet. Yes. <laughs> right. I thought you were going to tell him, Derek. <laughs> uh, and that's all I have this week. Anything else, Derek? Uh, I've got nothing. Alan? I'm good. I'm uh, up here a couple more days, and I'll be home for the weekend, then going out on a paddle trip out on Georgian Bay for a couple of days. So, yeah, no, I'm, but that's all I got. Living the life of Riley up there, eh? <laughs> a little I'll, bit. I'll be your friend and volunteer for a paycheck. <laughs> okay. So mm. when does your Airbnb ex- uh, uh, excursion thing open back up? Well, we can start back again whenever Ontario goes to stage two, which right now I think is... July 2nd, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. It may be earlier, maybe it not be, but most of my Airbnb waterfalls experience tours um, depend on international travel, so it's really dependent on oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the international tourism returning. Right. Um, one thing Canadians can do in the meantime, as we get going and we start to enjoy summer and move around in our own country, is start to support um, types of travel that we don't normally do you know like like and and i joked at the beginning of tonight that you know sean and um, ariana jumped in the truck and went and visited these places and researched on their own which is a very typical canadian and north american way to travel you know we do our own thing our own way kind of thing you know sean sean did a big huge road trip in 2017 and they did it all themselves they didn't really use a guide anywhere or booked an excursion or a tour somewhere um so if you're listening and you're going on holiday somewhere this year, book a tour somewhere. Even if it's in your own backyard, go on Airbnb experiences, look for something cool um, near where you're going or near where you live and, um, you know, support people that have been out of work for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Should have told my daughter And not that the Airbnb experiences, just any kind of tour group, walking tours yeah. or, you know, instead of just going and blast away and doing something on your own, um, you know, one thing about uh, the tours that I do is places that people have never even heard of. And even people that have lived in Toronto that have done my tour are like, I've never even heard of these places. So, um, yeah, you never know what you'll, di- what you'll discover. And there's a lot of things out there that aren't that expensive. So try something different. Welcome to Ellen Drummond's This Is Where I Hit All the Bodies Tour. 
<laughs> Don't forget to tip your guide. Yeah, or there will be a, <laughs> or the next body. group will see an extra, <laughs> an extra stop on the tour. Right. Uh, Kingdom Outdoor Products is that dot com. KingdomOutdoor.ca. .ca, I say. KingdomOutdoor.ca. Yeah. The, the, the .com costs like seven grand. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> go, go check that out and uh, see the uh, products uh, Alan is offering. Uh, some pretty good stuff. And like I say, I need to get one of those um, yeah. lights for my uh, kayak. So before we go. And we do our- have uh, new products since last time I was on. So we've got canoe and kayak locks now. We've got uh, dry bags, map cases, chart cases, um, the lights, uh, headlamps. Um, so I'm not really, before I've mostly focused on uh, mostly kayakers, but uh, a lot more um, canoeing, hiking, orienteering people. Branching um, out. The, the, the canoe roost, the, the, the canoe canoe uh, holder um, has been one of the biggest sellers in the last yep. six, eight months. So, Oh, and the uh, uh, Great Lakes. Uh, the Great Lakes oh, Wallart. Have been Wallart. Wallart. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah that, that's gone really well. Um, and, that, and I've shipped out all over Canada and in the U.S., not just around the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny enough, somebody in Lake Tahoe has the Great Lakes hanging on their wall in California. So, cool. You know, and other places. So, yeah, it's been going really well, So it's, uh, which has been good. So it's... Uh, and keeping me busy while the waterfall tours have uh, been dried up. So yeah, uh, and then again, see Kayak Ontario Facebook group. Go check it out if you have questions. Uh, even tag Alan uh, right on there. For say, sure, dude. I was listening to you on Paddling yeah. Adventures Radio. Yeah, you- if I can't a- if I can't answer you, then um, somebody will, or I'll know somebody who can get you an answer on on it. So yeah, awesome, so. excellent. Well, thanks for coming on, Alan. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll have you on again probably, some point. Probably next year. Probably. Yeah. Maybe I'll come back. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. bring quarter for the square drawer. Apparently from Vancouver, and when I'm getting arrested and banned for not doing the thing properly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. Oh, you know what? I missed something. Uh oh. Look at that! I was so excited about talking to Alan. If you want to find more out about us, because, you know, I just told you everything about Alan. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, wanna... missed one other, we missed one other thing that you usually do. What's what? that? What are you drinking? Oh, we're oh, drinking yeah. everything. I was drinking an Innocent Gun Ale from Scotland, crafted in Scotland. So that's what I was drinking tonight. Russell Brewing Company, a wee angry Scotch ale is what we were drinking, as well as Hucklejack Canadian Lager. So, yeah. They were so it's good. supposed to taste like huckleberry, but I don't know what huckleberry tastes like. Yeah, so. nobody knows what huckleberry tastes like, So, but that's what it tastes like. <laughs> Apparently, huckleberries <laughs> taste like beer. <laughs> oh, what, what did they say on the side here? Um, a crisp, balanced lager with an undertone of huckleberry, the fuel of choice for our Canadian grizzly population. Hmm. Interesting. Apparently. So now you, go, you have to go arm wrestle a grizzly bear to yes. get a huckleberry to figure out what a huckleberry <laughs> So next time you're in grizzly bear country, wear that huckleberry no. perfume. Yes. <laughs> Guaranteed to see a bear. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream episodes from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. 
If you go to the episode page on paddlingadventuresradio.com, you can listen, stream, download all our episodes, all 280 of them now uh, from there. While you're on our site, you might as well hit that big old round uh, merch button and go to the Paddling Adventures Radio store and check out some uh, PAR gear there. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your family, friends, and fellow paddlers. And I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Almost forgot that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> getting older, boys. Getting yep. older. <laughs> My memory's not what it was last week. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>